Welcome to part three of this special edition of Out of Place, a podcast collection of short stories where perceptions intersect with reality and the humor and sorrow of life-changing events are revealed. I'm Frank Schiffman, host and author of the story that follows. Like many college students today, securing an internship with a prestigious company in your field of study can help jumpstart a career. In 1975, I had my eye on an internship with Ketchum, McLeod & Grove, a prominent advertising agency in my hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Though my chances of obtaining it were slim, my attitude and ambition were up to the challenge. This is the story about that unusual interview day and an unexpected surprise delivered by an unwanted messenger. It all unfolds in the story entitled, Bluebird of Happiness. It was 9 a.m. Five hours earlier, my VW's headlamps illuminated the roads I drove to work in Pittsburgh's produce district. Now, standing inside a cramped employee bathroom, a single bulb above a medicine cabinet was my only source of light. No matter, this was a big day. A day that held promise of jump-starting my career. The morning had been busy. Mondays generally were. After staging large orders for pickup, Sully, Jimmy Cow, Donnie, Timmy, Jake, and I began attacking the onslaught of box trucks and semis that arrived at the loading dock. Handjacks, dollies, and a forklift were used to transport pallets of produce out of the bay doors at Mize Jet Air Sales to the trucks that awaited them. Everything transpired at a frenetic pace. It was a workman's ballet whose audience of grumpy drivers never seemed to appreciate the synchronicity of it all. Instead, their attentions were focused on finding a parking slot, followed by shouting for service. The mild night air had given way to an unusually hot morning. My clothes were drenched in sweat, diluted by foul water that unexpectedly poured out from a wooden cabbage crate as I hoisted it onto a customer's tailgate. The palms of my hands had the feel of sandpaper. It would take months after returning to Penn State before they would return to normal. The work was physically challenging, but the pay was good for a summer college kid like me. Four dollars an hour was a lot of money in 1975. The minimum wage was two dollars and ten cents. Days before, I had asked Stanley Mize, the owner, if it would be okay for me to knock off early so I could interview for an internship at Ketchum, McLeod & Grove, a Pittsburgh advertising agency ranked among the 20th largest agencies in the country. He told me he was proud of me, added that he wouldn't even dock my pay for three hours of work that I would miss that day. Just get that internship, he said. Stan was an imposing figure with an intimidating aura about him. He could be tough and demanding, yet there was a more genteel side to him that would emerge when it came to people he felt worked hard and were respectful. I had earned my place in that circle, having been in his summer employ for three years running. Looking in the mirror, 
Unruly hair and facial smudges reflected back. So, too, a big smile. I hurriedly untied and removed my work boots and socks. Blue jeans came next, followed by stripping off my T-shirt. Adjustments of the sink handles set the water temperature just right. I fished out a washcloth from inside my gym bag and plunged it under the faucet. It was my salvation to removing much of the day's imprint on my skin, at least from the parts I could reach. Right guard deodorant and English leather cologne would mask what remained. Application of Colgate to my teeth and several brush strokes through my hair left me ready for my transformation from laborer to potential ad man. Just outside the door, I could hear the sounds of pallets being stacked and the shouts and laughter of the men responsible. A suit would have been the most appropriate attire for my interview, but I didn't own one. A blue sports jacket, gray slacks, white shirt, and yellow striped tie would have to do. I removed them from the garment bag hanging from the door handle and put them on. After adjusting the Windsor knot in my tie and slipping on a pair of freshly shined loafers, the transformation was complete. Moments later, all semblance of my former appearance was tucked away in my gym bag. I was now ready for my interview. Sully was the first to comment as I emerged from the basement and walked through the main loading area. Hey, will you look at that? Mr. College Boy is heading out for his interview. Cleans up pretty nice. You planning on coming back to see us working stiffs when you hit the big time? <laughs> Jimmy Cow was standing on the sidewalk just outside the building. As usual, a parody cigar clenched between his teeth. He couldn't resist either. Yeah, future Mr. Big Shot. Before you know it, his hands will be as smooth as a baby's ass. Then we'll see if he remembers us. Other loaders chimed in. They joked too and laughed. But deep down inside, I knew they all wanted me to do well. We had become good friends. Friends that watched out for each other's backs. I might have been a summer worker. Yet they took to me as one of their own. Treated me no differently. Tomorrow, I'd be back working alongside them. I climbed behind the wheel of my VW and pulled out of the company parking lot. For the next half mile, the buildings lining my route slowly changed from warehouses, wholesale shops, and fresh produce stands to office buildings, restaurants, and newsstands. Fifteen minutes later, the car was parked and I stood outside a four-gateway center. Ketchum McLeod and Grove headquarters was twenty floors above me. I climbed into the elevator and pressed the button. The agency lobby was large and majestic. A roster of prominent clients that included H.J. Hines, Westinghouse Electric, PPG Industries, Rockwell International, J&L Steel, Acura, McGraw-Hill Publications, and many more were emblazoned on the wall behind the receptionist's desk. Can I help you? Yes, I'm here for an interview with Kathy Matthews, I said. Uh, sure, uh, have a seat, and I'll let her know you're here. I settled into one of the sleek chrome and leather chairs that surrounded a sea glass coffee table. Looking around, all I could think was, oh, yeah, I want to be a part of this world, want it more than ever. Soon, a young woman walked up to me and extended her hand. You must be Frank. 
I'm Kathy Matthews. Come with me, please. Kathy was professional, but also approachable. We reviewed my portfolio, which contained published articles I had written and advertising and research projects I had conducted for classes at Penn State. We talked about my jobs as a tuxedo salesman, resident assistant, and summer laborer. I shared with her my aspirations to become an advertising account executive. I told her that I believed all I needed was an entry point. Time seemed to fly by. Her nods, smiles, and questions appeared to indicate that she liked what she heard and saw. The interview was coming to an end when Kathy smiled and said, When are you through working in the produce yards? I have three weeks left. If I don't secure an internship by then, I'll be heading back to State College. Uh, that shouldn't be a problem. We can have an offer out to you by the end of the week. Frank, we'd love to have you join us as an intern this fall. Excitement charged from my toes through the top of my head as I walked to my car. An internship with Ketchum was the equivalent of winning the golden ticket to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. I was a good student, but not ranked among the most likely to succeed in my advertising major. Yet I had just scored a position that very few of my classmates would ever match. When I reached the corner upon which the parking garage was located, I stopped to take a look at the buildings around me. Immediately to my left, and one story up, was a restaurant with floor-to-ceiling blue drapes. Through the windows, I could see well-dressed men and women having lunch at white linen-covered tables. I thought to myself, someday, someday, I'm going to eat at that restaurant. Just then, I felt what seemed like a tap. It was no tap. A pigeon had shit on my shoulder. Now for the epilogue. When I sent my request to intern at Ketchum McLeod in Grove into Penn State, the professor in charge of the program told me that he wouldn't approve it. His explanation? I have another person in mind who would fill that position much better than you. A last-minute internship offer from another advertising agency by the name of Feldman and Kahn was approved, and I took it. That year, Ketchum declined to take any interns from Penn State. I was left pondering if my own shot at the big time was a one-time thing. Following graduation, I went to work for Neville Chemical Company as an assistant advertising manager. After a year and a half, I received a surprise call from Kathy Matthews, who asked if I was interested in interviewing with Ketchum once more only this time for a position of account executive working on the PPG Industries business. I got that job. Just in case you were wondering, I did eat in the restaurant with the blue curtains and white linen shortly thereafter. For many years, I occasionally stopped by the produce yards and visited with Jimmy Cal, Sully, and the rest of the crew. By then, my hands were not exactly like a baby's ass as Jimmy Cal had predicted but they were smooth. Thank you for listening to this special edition of Out of Place, entitled Bluebird of Happiness, which is the last in a series of three short stories written and recorded by Frank Schiffman, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Music Happiness is courtesy of Ben Sound Recordings. All rights reserved, August 2021.